Mega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri. Joined, reunited actually, with Dakota Lasky. Dak, how you feeling, dude? Downgraded, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, downgraded. That's right. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot better, man. Thank you. Uh, I am, you know, definitely doing better than I was last week and the week before. So that's certainly saying a lot. And I am happy to be able to just sit at my computer and do some work and talk about some Metroid because I haven't talked about Metroid. I like it sucks. Like Metroid Dread came out, I was like pumped for a while, and then I got sick. I'm like, ugh. Like I didn't even like think about gaming at all or any video games whatsoever for a little bit. And now my my brain feels good and my body feels good and my Metroid, um, you know, talkability is is back. So I'm glad to be back and talking about some Metroid Dread and 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 all that good stuff. So yeah, I'm feeling good. That's great. I'm I'm glad to have you uh, back in the fold. Although I do have to say. I think Doom did a good job in your in your study. He was a last minute call up, but uh, guy guys are natural. So shout out to yes. you, Doom. I know that yeah. you're listening. Yeah, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Um, you know, very clutch when necessary. So very clutch. I I, yeah. do, I do appreciate it, man, because I was not feeling good. So uh, it definitely means a lot. You're able to step in, and also, you know, it was a great episode. And I'm actually really bummed I wasn't able to answer a bunch of those questions. I want to like. Maybe when you're, like, not around, I'm just going to put out an episode just by myself where I just go back and respond to all of them or something. Um, but, yeah, it's a great job with the episode. Thank you so much, man. Uh, well, you know, that that day is coming up, actually, like, pretty soon. Like, I think yeah. a month and change. I'm going to be uh, on a little bit of a hiatus for a few weeks as I finally tie the knot. So mm-hmm. you, you will definitely have your opportunity to do just that. So, yeah. But, um, you know, oh, we've boy. got to... We've got a kind of a whole bevy of topics to cover here. Um, we want to, of course, go over the Sakamoto Diaries and just talk about some of the footage, some of the comments that he made. Uh, and we are going to, you know, earlier, either today or yesterday, I, I had tweeted out something to the effect of, I think Metroid Dread is a bigger deal than Metroid Prime 4. And so we're going to talk about that. And maybe I want to add some context to my tweet, because I think a lot of people misinterpreted what I said. So we're going to get to that first. But uh dak i know that you had um you know mentioned that you're a big fan of gdq which just uh, took place this weekend uh, a lot of a lot of runs happened i think metroid prime 2 echoes in particular went down so um i just wanted to you know give you the floor to just you know shine a light on you know maybe uh what it is and if people aren't watching it why they should oh well yeah i think it's i think it's over by now but you know gdq obviously they do summer games down quick and you know um, AGDQ is, I believe, like during the winter time usually, and I love watching the Metroid speed runs. There was a really great Metroid Prime Two speed run uh, that was done, I believe, like sometime earlier in the week. I don't remember exactly, but it was a great run. I believe by it was I know Bash Prime was doing commentary, and that was really great. And then there was also it was a Metroid Prime Two Echoes any percent run done by i believe miguel or yeah mr miguel so they did a great job um mr miguel specifically uh really broke that game open i love watching the metroid prime speedrun specifically because of how like crazy they get and in echoes like he's like immediately out of bounds i think within like the first few minutes of the game so it was a really awesome run i enjoyed it a lot i love watching uh, Metroid speedruns. I'm a huge fan of Metroid speedrunning, have been for a while. And without fail, every single GDQ they do um, a, a pretty, um, maybe not everyone, but almost everyone, it seems, there's a really good Metroid run. So I don't know. I just had a, I was, that was something that when I was feeling, um, when I was illing, when I wasn't feeling great, I was watching that and I was like, oh, this is awesome. So that made, you know, that brought my spirits up a little bit. Uh, shout outs to Mr. Miguel, who did a fantastic job on the sticks and yeah bash prime also great job on the commentary too yeah i really enjoyed watching it definitely if you haven't i know you're not really it's not really your thing not re- but i i definitely recommend it man if you haven't checked out some of like the best runs because they really like they give you a whole new perspective on on metroid games i think so it, it really i think it gives it gives you a new appreciation for the games too but, yeah, uh, i will job say so speedrunning isn't like my, I, I guess that's a, the best way to put it. It's not really my thing, but um, the one game that I do love watching being, uh, you know, ran quick quickly is Super Metroid. Some of the stuff that they can do 
is just like uh, it's like from the matrix it's like how is this even possible and dak and i actually did an episode on that uh, way back in the vault so you should go check that out but um yeah some of the stuff that they can do in super metroid and you know what zero mission fusion uh is is pretty bonkers so i i do enjoy watching that but um yeah and, and you know what i'm if if dread is there next year which i think it has a pretty good shot of being there next year um, i would, I'm I would put money tuning on it. into that yeah yeah it's gonna be a new release it's gonna be a pretty big deal and i'm sure there are gonna be tons of people out there that are gonna be running it so i wouldn't be surprised if it gets submitted to some gdq so yeah i would love to see that as well well, let's uh, speaking of Dread, let's actually talk about Metroid Dread, the developmental history video that Nintendo of uh, America, I was going to say Nintendo of America, but just Nintendo in general, I guess, released. Um, and they're interviewing uh, series director Sakamoto. And mm-hmm. he is uh, he's basically giving an overview and a history of Metroid Dread. Um, we're not going to do it watch along style like we did with the first two Treehouse videos, because this one's only about uh, about six and a half minutes and. About half of that is just kind of explaining what Metroid is, what makes it special, um, the history of Metroid, which, you know, I'm going to be assuming everybody listening to this podcast already probably knows. But there is some interesting tidbits in there, and there is some cool shots and some new footage that we did not see in the Treehouse uh, live videos. And, you know, this is really the last bit of footage from Metroid Dread that, you know, we have to cover because we've done... Both videos we've didn't we've broken down the trailer extensively, so you know the Metroid Dread coverage will of course continue. But this I don't know this might be the last time we like hone really in on new footage and new uh, you know video of Metroid Dread uh, for the foreseeable future until hopefully we get another trailer pretty soon. So uh, I'm excited about this. Yeah, it's really kind of the the last thing we haven't covered. You're right. They haven't. I mean, they have the the dread reports kind of coming out, but like we said before the show, they they don't have like too many new details, and they are kind of spoilery for some people because they go into some details that like I guess weren't covered in the treehouse. I, I'm some people I've I've shared it with some people, and I'm I've seen people kind of shy away from reading them. So um, mm. I guess we'll see how we approach those, but. Yeah, that's the the development history video. I feel like is just something we absolutely have to talk about because aside from just you know the treehouse footage, which you know we're just watching like the vods from the you know essentially what they put out. Uh, this is something like they kind of like specifically like are emphasizing, right? Like it's like okay, now we're not just making Metro Dread, but like also like yeah, we know like there's been a whole you know development history behind it and. and it is touched upon here. Like it certainly isn't like a an in depth development history or you know dev diary or anything. It certainly glosses over it, but uh, it is interesting to actually hear it from Sakamoto himself. And, and you mm-hmm. know, after all these years, you know, it's just kind of like a cool acknowledgement of like all the the hurdles and the troubles that they faced mm-hmm. over the years, and like uh, it's it's. You know, like you said, it's certainly not, um, you know, b- behind the curtain, so to speak. But it is kind of cool to say, or to at least hear him say, like, you know what, we tried it once, and actually we tried it again. But uh, you know, we can we can kind of get there as as Sakamoto starts there. Um, so I'm I'm playing this video, and about the first, let's say, a minute and ten seconds are kind of like just a nice recap of like, you know, what Metroid is, uh, the the journey so far, what started. In Metroid 1 and then Return of Samus and then Super Metroid and then Metroid Fusion. Um, it's where we get to uh, a minute and let's say a minute and 15 in. Sakamoto says, The series has chronicled the uncanny relationship between these Metroids and the hero and Samus, but this game will mark an end to that story arc. And then he throws this cheeky line in. We're hoping fans of the series will wonder, uh, what does the mark, mark the end of the story arc mean as they play the game? So this line has really kind of sent everyone into a frenzy, wondering, like, really, what does that mean? So obviously his goal is accomplished here, and we've heard everything from, like, you know, Samus is going to die to, like, there's no more Metroids ever and everything in between. So, you know, this is uh, just (laughs) the little twinkle in his eye when he said that really gets me, and I really just loved that little tease uh, because, you know what, there are so many different ways that you can interpret that, that, and, you know, we've talked about them before here on the show, but... Uh, it's just, uh, it's something that I love. It's like that, that whimsical Nintendo magic almost. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's actually like, it's so crazy that they're really making a game that is 
like wrapping up that story arc because that's exactly what I've wanted. <laughs> so I'm so pumped for that. And I like that, like, they're emphasizing, like, the finality of this particular arc. So, like, obviously the, I, there's going to be more Metroid. There, I, you know, I don't think they're going to, like, kill Samus I, either. So yeah, I think he's really, like, he wants you to make sure, like, okay, like, the X are involved, sure, the Chozo and the, you know, Galactic Federation, whatnot, they're all involved. But this is really going to importantly be about and specifically be about, like, Samus and the Metroids, too. And I think that's really, a, you know, an important detail because a lot of what we've seen has nothing to do with Metroids in terms of, you know, the gameplay footage and, you know, like cutscenes and then, you know, the Dread Report, you know, like all that kind of stuff is very mostly focused on, you know, the Emmys, the X and, you know, what's going on on ZDR and all that kind of stuff. But here, you know, I think he's very much implying that, like, you know, Samus and the Metroids, that's, you know, just as important at here as it was you know in super metroid or metroid 2 or metroid fusion and whatnot so i'm really curious exactly what you know how he is looking at it that way because maybe we aren't going to continue to see metroids in the future whether they exist in some form whether you know in one way or another i'm not sure but i you know i think that is like the the key detail there to focus on at least from my interpretation yeah and, and there's like I mean, really, the end of the story with Samus and the Metroids, you know, we've kind of talked about it, but that, you know, you could go in so many different directions. Does that mean the end of the Space Pirates using Metroids? Does that mean the end of, like, um, Samus and the Baby Metroid with, you know, the continual referencing yeah. to the Baby over the course of the games? Um, I, I have to imagine that, like, Metroid Dread is just kind of kickstarting maybe this Dark Chozo arc. Uh, or maybe it's gonna maybe it's going to finish it in the game. I'm not sure, but... Um, I do want, and by the way, I want to encourage everybody that's listening to this, if you can, pull up the uh, the Nintendo Metroid Dread developmental history video and watch along with us here. But um, I fast forwarded a couple seconds here, Dak, to uh, one minute and twenty eight seconds. Speaking of the Chozo, there is like a really really cool shot of just some like Chozo hieroglyphics. Um, hi yeah, hieroglyphics. Yeah. That was the word I was looking for. Really yeah, cool. Yeah, that shot's awesome. Oh, you got like the cool power armor. It's uh, there's some. The, they almost look like like Emmys on the side here, like those little blue things. They they kind of resemble Emmys a little oh, bit. Oh, that's not what I was thinking at all. So I'm th so what I was. What did you, you know, see when you saw him? So it's looking from what I'm looking at. It, you have like the big guy on the left, right? Like the huge like commander. It looks like of like it seems like the good Chozo army, like the classic Chozo army, I guess. And like you can see, it's like a mix of gold and blue, but like the. The soldiers, like the the Chozo warriors and the armor, they're mostly gold and seem to represent like the good side and or or that side at least, and are being ordered by that giant you know figure on the left with the arm cannon. On the right, where you see like those figures, it looks like they're falling like top to bottom almost. It looks like those are like the Dark Chozo. They're kind of falling from grace or whatever they're becoming dark chozo and you can see like their bodies are more blue than gold rather than being more gold than blue so that's kind of that's how i was looking at it like there you can see those dark chozo falling to the right side um from top to bottom and it seems like the chozo on the left are kind of being ordered against them and maybe that's kind of hieroglyphics of like a war between the two chozo in the past potentially or in being poor you know foretold in the future uh, I don't know. That's kind of that's what I saw in it. Um, I mean, I could definitely see that. It looks like, you know, it definitely looks like we've got some kind of militaristic uh, Chozo leader there on the side for sure. Maybe maybe yeah. that is just opposing factions, but you know, very uh, you know they've got the distinct shoulder pads, they've got the spears. Mm -hmm. It's very uh, power suit esque. So you know, we know we know that we're gonna see a living breathing chozo in this game at some point so that is like incredibly exciting in and of itself so so much uh you know so much to go on here um but uh, let's uh let's keep going here while while sakamoto is talking here um he's just kind of explaining again like what metroid is what makes it unique and and all that good stuff um one thing that uh that i did think was kind of cool is that uh, there's some new there's some new cutscenes here and then they they talk about um mercury steam and how this is the studio that, like, and we all knew this already, of course, but, like, this is the studio that once they really saw what they were capable of and what their potential was when they made Metroid uh, Samus Returns, that they were finally able to realize this this goal that they had. So, like, it it's kind of weird to think that, like, even way back, because, like, 
I figure that the premise must have been kind of the same here. Um, so it, it really is kind of astounding to think that like this story premise, whatever it is, and obviously we know that the Emmys are there, but it's lived on for like 15 years and they, they never gave up on it. So I, I think that that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, well, the, he goes into the whole, you know, he talks about how the game was originally conceived 15 years ago in 2006, which lines up with when it was the game was originally kind of found out about in the media and reported in like Game Informer and all that with that copy of that magazine I have right here where Metroid Dread's listed, you know, it's very, you know, they, they had those plans originally that somehow got leaked out at E3 that year. And then it they weren't satisfied with the technology back then to make it happen. I mean, I think about that, and obviously, you know, I'm going to take their word for it. But, like, was it really that hard back then to do this? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this game could have still happened on the DS. I feel like it would have been really cool on the DS, actually, if you're having going between the two screens the ME kind of follows you. Um, so, like... Obviously, I don't know anything about game development, so I'm going to take their word for it. You know, they weren't satisfied with the technology back then to make it happen. I feel like it could have happened, though. But I think the really interesting point is when he says it, uh, the idea came back again. They tried again, and it nearly happened, um, but they still couldn't, you know, make it happen all the way through. And when we talked on our History of Metroid Dread episode that we did before the game got revealed... We went into a section where we talked about how around like E3 20, 2009, 2010, uh, Nintendo America apparently saw like a prototype for Metroid Dread. I feel like that's exactly that. That's what he's talking about. Like that that second attempt was an actual prototype that really did happen and was really shown off to employees and they weren't happy with it. So maybe the details of that report were actually correct, because that seems to line up with that. I mean, he's obviously jumping around here, but that second, like, we 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 distinctly heard that, you know, there was the first attempt that people, you know, that initially was heard about, the second attempt, which, you know, could have, you know, which is, you know, the, the prototype, it seems, around 2010, and then the third attempt is now what we know is the actual Metroid Dread. So I thought I thought that was really interesting because, you know, yeah, he talks about Mercury Steam being able to pick it up. I feel like the technology could have been there. But the fact that, like, it really did seem like they tried a second time. Like, I'm really curious, like, what that was, because, like you said, like this idea and the story has, like, you know, sustained this whole time. Like, I'm, I'm not sure we really won't know, I guess, ever how much it has changed from, you know, 2006, 2010 to now. Right. But like. What, what, like, where were the ideas at maybe four or five years after the initial conception on the second try for the prototype to, like, be made but still not work? Like, I would really love to know what that is because it seems like now everything is kind of falling into place. Um, but I wonder, like, what the obstacles were the first two attempts. So that's really interesting that he talks about that here. So I have a kind of a to, to, you know, piggyback off what you're saying. I have an interesting observation about, you know, obviously we knew. 15 years ago when, you know, 2006 Metro Dread was revealed that they tried it then for whatever reason, the technology wasn't there, which to your point, like, I don't know, maybe there's stuff, I mean, I'm sure there's stuff we don't know, but having this hulking enemy, uh, you know, chase after you feels sort of similar to what the SAX does in a way. So I, you know, I don't know, maybe they could have found a way, maybe they couldn't have, like you said, I don't know anything about game development, but the thing that interests me is like, the second attempt, which came uh, a handful of years after. So Sakamoto doesn't actually say, like, what year or give a timeline as to when the second attempt came up. But we've kind of been led to believe it's 2009, 2010, which is funny because it's the same technology. So, like, in 2006, you would have had the Nintendo DS and you would have had the Wii. And then in 2010, you would have had the Nintendo DS and you would have had the Wii. So it's, it's kind of funny to think that, like, the whatever whatever didn't work, uh, they tried again on the same system. I would have thought mm -hmm. that maybe they would have tried again on, like, maybe the 3DS or the Wii U. Um, and maybe they tried in 2006 on the uh, on the Nintendo DS that, for whatever reason, they couldn't get that to work. And then they tried it again on the Nintendo Wii, but then they couldn't get that to work either. But then I was thinking to myself, yeah, that would, like, really kind of line up pretty closely with Metroid Other M as well. So, like... Maybe, I don't know, maybe that was a factor, but I, I think the timeline of that and just the, the systems that were available is interesting to think about. Because, like, if it didn't work once for the DS or the Wii, um, I wonder what they thought could have changed in order to make that work again. 
Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, I guess by then, you know, the DS had some changes, but like the Wii hadn't, you know, had any upgrades. We talked about that on the, in the Discord, right? Like the DS got a mm-hmm. bunch of changes, but like the Wii didn't get any changes. And if anything, got like the Wii Mini. That's like it. So like, you know, and then eventually Other M did come out on the Wii. So like, you know, like he, you know, and there's an interview that we talked about in that episode too, where he's like, uh, talking about other uh, he's talking about like other i'm in promotion he's like this project isn't that other thing you know like it's this you know but like why but why like it could have been that and i'm wondering like were they unreal like maybe this was being potentially developed for the ds and they weren't happy with the ds and then the wii development was just completely unrelated because they wouldn't have trans like those assets would never have translated but like if they were able to eventually have the wii development happen why couldn't that have been Metroid Dread? Why didn't they just make it then? Like, why why not just have Team Ninja make Metroid Dread at the time instead of having them make Other M when that game was able to be made, <laughs> you know? So, or, like, why didn't they have Metro, or, you know, why, I guess, why didn't they have Retro Studio? I guess Retro Studios is a different story. But still, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, wh- if Other M could have been made and it was made on the same system and that's something that we would think that's probably technology they might have tried a Metroid Dread on maybe... Why wouldn't they try it mm-hmm. there? And if it was just for the DS, you know, why not make other M Dread anyway? Like I don't know. It just it's weird that they how those things don't kind of line up. I yeah, some good points. And, and you know, th- there must be something that you know is the core concept of Dread that just made it made it really difficult. And I mean, we probably think that that core concept right now is you know the Phantom Cloak, the the Emmys chasing you, and maybe that is the core concept, but like. Something would have had something else. There might, yeah, maybe there's something else that just really made it difficult to pull off. So, um, who knows? But um, I do want to keep going here. I'm at, uh, I'm at about three twenty five, three twenty six ish. So we're Sakamoto right now is talking about um, the Emmys and how they they stalk you throughout the game, and they're these terrifying robots that can basically insta kill you. Um, getting some cool new, you know, screens of, of the different Emmys here and kind of their upright position. I'm at 326. So they look kind of like Chozo's really in like their, their standing upright position here. It's kind of uncanny, the, the resemblance. Um, but of course these were created by the Galactic Federation. So yeah, they look very much like Chozo to me in that particular scene though. You know, it, and also the thing about that is like, uh okay so like what i'm that's the one thing about the opening of dread that doesn't line up with the ending of fusion i guess like at the end of fusion wasn't samus kind of worried that she was going to be a fugitive because she destroyed the bsl and whatnot but now she's still chummy with the federation still i don't know i'm i'm i am a little thrown off by that part of the story like that part of the premise because, I don't know, maybe, maybe maybe I've just been interpreting the ending of Fusion wrong this whole time, but I feel like I haven't. I feel like it, the story is set up where she was supposed to kind of be, like, not on the on their good side, you know? So I'm wondering, mm-hmm. like, I'm wondering either, is that covered at the beginning of the game and taken care of? Which, if it is, I'll be like, okay, I guess, you know, it is what it is, even though I was kind of hoping for more. Um, but maybe they do cover that, like, because he does say in this, like, you don't need to, like, have played the other games to know what's going on, but I feel like also that he's kind of, maybe he'll resolve some kind of things there just to make the premise cleaner. Like, I'm, that's, that's something that I'm like, eh, about, like, I kind of, I was hoping for more between Samus and the Federation going into this game. I guess I'm kind of not getting that, which, okay, it is what it is. But, you know, or maybe, like, he just completely glosses over it. I don't know. I'm I am kind of thrown off by that, that she's, like... I mean, I guess she's technically fighting the Federation because the Emmys are Federation and they're attacking her. But, like, that's not really, like... It, it is what I was asking for. Like, it was like a monkey paw, like, I guess. Like, you know, the monkey, like, finger, like, curled back. And I guess I got what I wanted, but not really how I wanted it. So that part kind of throws me off on the premise of the game. Just something I'm uh, you know, thinking about. I I wouldn't say so. Everything I've seen so far, it doesn't really suggest that Samus isn't at odds with the Galactic Federation. You know what I mean? Like, um, the, I don't. Know, I feel like it definitely know, ob- does. 
Like I, I, like, I haven't really interpreted it that way. Like they, they haven't really touched on it. Like the, the Emmys were, you know, were made by the Galactic Federation. So obviously something happened to them and they went rogue. So not necessarily the, the GF sending the Emmys after Samus, but I mean, maybe the whole gone rogue thing is a hoax and they're kind of sending her into maybe a death trap or something like that. Who knows? Um, but one thing that I will point out is... Yeah, but why would she trust them then? I don't know. Well, she, not, she might not. Uh, who knows, right? But um, I will point out that um, I think... I think that one of the things that Other M at least tried to establish but um, kind of got lost in translation... Uh, shout out to that great video, by the way, The Other M That Never Was... Um, but I think that one of the things that they tried to establish is that there is a difference between the Galactic Federation and the Galactic Federation Army. And it's, if I'm interpreting that right, it's more so the army that is the corrupt body rather than the Federation itself. So, you know, she could definitely be on outs with the army and not necessarily the Galactic Federation, if that makes sense. I don't know if that works for me because the, in Federation, there's no distinction there. Or in Fusion, there's no distinction there. When sh there are those like no, shady, no, right. when there's that shady, they're not Federation Army people. They're Galactic Federation. So I don't, I don't really buy that distinction. I think that's that's BS. Um, that's why that doesn't work for me because like I'm looking at the the Metroid Dread the first report and Samus's prologue. She essentially says the Federation like like she's informed of the Federation of the footage that the Federation receives. And then she goes to explore what happens after their unit vanishes, the Emmy unit vanishes. So, like, she's being, you know, she's going there with no problem with the Federation. That's kind of why I'm, like, like from her own words in this thing, from Samus herself, it does not seem like she has any issue with the Federation at, at this moment. And that's why I'm, like, kind of all thrown off. Like, is this completely glossed over? Which would suck because that would, like, that would be incongruent with the story. Like, that's not how it was told. Or is it taken care of at the beginning of the game and we don't know that yet? And then it's kind of, you know, immediately kind of wrapped up and you move on, which, okay, it is what it is. I'm, that's kind of not what I was looking for, but, you know, whatever. So that, that's, that's the only thing with these, with these Emmys that I'm having a slight issue with. Uh, you know, I, I can see where you're coming from. I, I get what you're saying, but I don't know that I would... I don't know if I'd write that off yet. I mean, there's just yeah, I'm not I mean, doing that. There's just so yet. much that we don't know. Exactly. Right? Like, exactly. It, they could very well be the Galactic Federation setting her up. That's actually kind of cool. Now that I suggest that, that but, would be uh, cool. Yeah, exactly. If that is the case, then I will be very happily, pleasantly surprised. And if they're leading me to, you know, if they're leading me astray, then they're doing a great job. So I, I'm a hundred percent not writing it off. I'm not, you know, I'm just looking at it from how I've been expecting the game. So mm -hmm. you know, I'm, it's hard to shake that, but. I'm still going into this game with, I mean, I'm st still going into this game with, like, you know, open open mind in terms of the story because I have no idea what the story is because we barely learned anything. So I'm not going to write anything off at all, anything off at all for sure. Um, so I'm going to skip just a little bit ahead here. I'm going to go to, uh, let me give you a good timestamp. I am at 4... 44 so 444 and sakamoto is uh right now talking about all of the you know while there does seem to be a lot of new things uh there is going to be some returning elements as well so we've got kind of a cool little sizzle reel here of samus uh she's in she's in morph ball mode so we do finally see the morph ball here we didn't see that in either uh treehouse video so 448 she's got these like three little morph ball things chasing her very much uh give me the spider guardian vibes which I'm all about, which, by the way, I said that I really like that boss battle in our Discord, and a lot of people backed me up, so I was pleasantly surprised to hear that. But mm -hmm. um, going going a little bit forward here, at about 4.49, we see what looks to be some sort of mini-boss. It's like a... Uh, uh, what are the, what the heck are those things called? Now I can't remember that Samus absorbs to get the uh, Omega Cannon. Whatever they are, they look like Mother Brain, uh, and oh, the they're shooting units? out... Uh, yes, thank you. Um, and they're shooting out the uh, the Rinkas at you from either side as well. So I think you can very easily make that connection right there. Yeah, boom. They, I mean, if very the connection cool. uh, the I connection like was connection was already there for sure, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, even more so now. Like they really drilled it home. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> four four fifty five. Let's go. Actually, let's go to four fifty four just so that we have time to process it here. But Samus is underwater. That looks great. 
Uh, that's just a really cool shot. I mean, nothing really revolutionary about this shot or anything. I just thought it looked really, really pretty. The water just is a, a striking blue and uh, almost gave me almost gave me those Metroid Prime vibes. And, like, you see all the little bugs and, like, you can just shoot them. They don't really damage you, but it's just kind of like a cool little effect for the environment. Same kind of vibe I got watching this little shot. Yeah, I love I love little details like that. It just makes the, you know, it's more immersive, right? It makes the world feel alive. Uh, shout out too to the map in the top corner, which looks like it actually uh, tells you that you are underwater, unless it's just a coincidence that that map portion is blue. But man, I I really love that. If they could tell you like what if they can make the map a little bit more interactive, I'm all about that. So as you know, I'm playing. I've been replaying Fusion a little bit uh, the last couple weeks, and like one of the things that drives me nuts about Fusion is the map doesn't change like when the SAX destroys the walls. So one of my gripes for Metroid is like, man, I wish the map would like interact and update and whatever a little bit more so i'm hoping that that is kind of a uh, a telltale sign that they are going to do just that mm -hmm. yeah definitely so, agreed yeah um all right well let's keep the sizzle reel going here we see uh 503 samus has got that sick slide going on underneath the emmy's legs that just looks so good that looks like the emmy at the very beginning of the game the one that was kind of uh uh knackered up so uh, that'll obviously be probably a baseline ability that you can just start with. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, so here we go. Sakamoto right now. So we're at about 520. And he's kind of talking about what makes a Metroidvania, you know, a Metroidvania where you can get an item and then you can expand the area of, um, you know, the area that you can explore. And I, I thought that he put that in a really eloquent way, actually. So um, that was pretty cool to see. Uh, tons of different uh, <laughs> different enemies and stuff like that. They really show a lot of Morph Ball in this, which uh, I'm all about. But yeah, there's uh, there's a bunch of different cool new abilities, and I'm gonna I'm gonna actually dog on one of these new abilities called the Spider Magnet. So this uh, this ability lets you like latch onto certain walls or ceilings or anything like that. There's all this blue goop on the on the wall or ceiling. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, dude, back in Metroid Fusion, Samus could just, like, grab the monkey bars and climb. So I don't know about the spider about the spider magnet, but it is pretty cool. It looks like you can do some cool things with it. I mean, what are they going to do? Make monkey bars an ability? Like, <laughs> yes, and here's the new technology, monkey bars. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't be against it at all, but I you think this is kind of their better way of doing that. do kicks up there? That'd be awesome. That. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think all this stuff is really cool. Yeah. I'm actually really glad that they go into you know that Sacramento goes into just like what metroid is which i think is great because like you can tell mm. from throughout the entirety of this video that he's the, Sakamoto and nintendo in general are anticipating a lot of new people playing the game like they want yeah. you know people who have never played metroid maybe just like metroidvania just like metroid they never played it before like okay it doesn't matter like we've got the prologue for you like you know what we're gonna tell you what the story is we're gonna get you up to speed and it doesn't matter if you've played Metroid before because it's going to feel nice and smooth. You're going to feel as powerful as Samus as you're running around, exploring, sliding around, and monkey bar and monkey, you know, spider, spider magneting around and all that. Like, he gives you, like, the expectations because they're not just anticipating this being a game for Metroid fans, which I think is huge, right? Like, they're not just making a Metroid game to, like make Metroid fans shut up here, right? You know, because they could have easily done that. And they can be like, all right, here's your Metroid game. Like, okay, like, we'll see you in 10 years. But yeah. they're actually anticipating a lot of new fans entering the series, a lot of new people playing the games, which is pretty huge. So I, I like that he spends some time here to actually just explain what Metroid is. There are going to be a lot of people, you know, kids, adults, whoever, who have never played Metroid, who have never played this kind of game, and might be, you know, a little hesitant because they don't know what they're getting into, and especially because he's already talked about, oh, it's the last game of the story, you know, that's even more so, to emphasize that, you know, this is still a game for you, even if you've never played these games before. So I like that this is a game for both, you know, Metroid fans who've been waiting for this forever and people who've never played Metroid before. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's uh, that's a great observation. You can, you can really tell that, like, really from from start to finish you could watch this video and never have you don't even have to know what metroid is and you can kind of like get a grasp and get up to speed about you know what you're going to be in for what mm. kind of the general backstory is so they did a really good job and yeah it's uh it this really is for this video is for new players and, and i think that they did anticipate you know a lot of new people seeing this which is really reassuring actually that they're you know putting this much emphasis on 
new people trying out Metroid or, or watching this after, you know, E3 was finished. So makes me a little bit more, um, I don't know, confident in their, in their push for Metroid Dread so far. I mean, which frankly, the, the push for Metroid Dread has already been so much more than the push for Samus Returns ever was, or even Metroid Prime 3, if you want to go really back. So um, I, I'm pretty confident so far in everything that we've seen here. And videos like this, I think, really help get people up to speed. I kind of glossed over it. I'm looking for a timestamp right now, but I'm having trouble finding it. But there is a, a prologue that shows uh, Inglorious HD an ex-parasite, kind of the events of fusion. You see the iconic shot of Samus waking up in her fusion suit. It just looks it's awesome. And oh, I can't, so I was like super stoked to see that prologue. Cause like, you know, Same. say what you will about other M, but man, that opening prologue where they did the super Metroid stuff was yes. awesome. Yeah. I mean that, I mean, you know, look as someone who really doesn't like other M, you know, you I obviously have to accept the fact that the opening of the game is awesome with that i mean it's one of the best parts i think of any metroid game it looks so cool like the whole that's i mean they they really front-loaded that game <laughs> and mm -hmm. so yeah i i'm very much looking forward to, to the prologue of this game especially as a huge fusion fan you know we've talked about like the fusion remake if that ever happens but like we're, this is a little taste right we're getting some remasteredness to fusion a little bit by getting those kinds of scenes and i'm even interested because he talks about the whole uh, he talks about you know get you up to speed i think it might even touch upon before fusion so who knows like i think there's still a lot more we haven't seen from the beginning of this game you can, oh, you yeah. know that even here we've seen some you know new stuff that very few people are talking about so um, I'm looking forward to like the full opening. I cannot wait to like just jump in and, and see what the whole story has to offer and how they like sum it all up and get us all up to speed. Yeah, and like I think there's like you said, there's so much left. Um, I, mm. I think that the the dread suit uh, is going to be yeah. What happened to the suit? There. I, I I think that that is probably going to be what kicks us off and like what happened to Samus after you know after the events of Fusion. Um, yeah. By the way. If you're looking for that time code, 143, we got, uh, oh my god, this just looks so good. So we've got the X-Parasite, we've got, uh, if you pause it right at 145, you can see Samus with, just infected with X and she's undergoing surgery here. Um, and then the, the money shot, 147, Samus wakes up in the fusion suit. Look at that thing. It looks so cool. God, that looks good. That That's looks why I'm like, oh, I wish mm. we still had it. Like, I wish we still had the fusion suit. I want to know what happened. And I, I, I wonder if we'll get the option to maybe get it back or or even better, you know, the the dread suit brings back the, the cool, like, hooks, like the blades on her arm. Like, oh, I would mm. just bring that back i can't wait to see how the dread suit evolves and i can't wait to see how we got to that point too because it's like wow it's like it very clearly came from the fusion suit like how visceral and organic it looks but there's some new stuff going on there i i can't wait to, like yeah there the more i think about it like there's so much more we don't know from you know what's happening in dread and, and the end of fusion and that like there's a lot that's happened and i can't wait for them to tell us about it i'm very excited yeah, it's uh, it's it's such an exciting time right now for Metroid fans. Um, you know, here's a here's a question for you, Dak, and and I don't even have an, an answer to this myself. But like, how much more Metroid Dread do you think we'll actually see before the game releases? Like, hmm. I I feel like you know, it's it's almost like a case of like, this is what we're doing. We gave you these you know these gameplay videos. We've given you this developmental history the game releases in like three short months. Like really what else I could, I could see them releasing maybe one more trailer, but I feel like there's really not much else that they need to do to sell this game. And I'm not saying they don't advertise it, but like, you know, how much more do we really need to know about it? I wonder how much more we'll actually see. No, I, I think you're definitely on the right track. I don't think we're going to really see much at all. I mean, we're probably going to get, you know, a few more dread reports, right. And that'll probably give us a, maybe a couple new screenshots. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to get a new trailer. Um, if anything, it'll probably be tied to like the big marketing push they do. And just before the game comes out, because yeah, I really don't think they need to show much more. Like I, I don't want to know much more about the story. I want to experience it for myself when I play the game. And I think everyone, I mean, a lot of people have really seen a lot of good footage. Like they, you know, they showed off the game at the treehouse in a big way. 
And the trailers we've seen, plus, you know, all the other content they've done, I think mixed together provides a, a good amount of of stuff to go over and pour over or get excited mm-hmm. about. So I, I feel like they don't want to show too much. And, and I think they've kind of struck that balance. So I don't think we're really going to see that much more except like the big marketing push where they're going to reuse a lot of that stuff and, you know, mix it together in a new way to promote the game before it comes out again. So I'm interested, but you know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they will drop another trailer, like, and just surprise it. I, I feel like they, they won't though. I think they're going to keep most the rest of the game under wraps. They've already shown honestly a lot. Of, we've already seen like two areas. Like they've shown a lot of the game mm-hmm. actually considering, you know, what the game might, I mean, maybe the game is just that much more vast than we're expecting, but they have shown, I think a good amount. Um, you know what? We actually, we completely glossed over this at the top of the show and, and didn't even think about talking about it, but, uh, 5.5 million people and counting have seen Metroid Dread in the lead-in for the Nintendo Switch OLED trailer. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's like pretty cool detail right there that this new, you know, Switch model is, uh, you know, showing off Metroid Dread in a big way, launches on the same day as Metroid Dread. I don't think it's impossible that maybe there is a Dread-themed Switch OLED. To be honest, when I saw the OLED, I was like, Oh, cool! A Nintendo Switch model, like a new color, based on the the Emmys for Metroid Dread, because I didn't notice the changes uh, right away. But I guess that's neither here nor there right now. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. Like Nintendo chose Metroid Dread to to lead into their new Switch model. So, like I said, five point five million people at least have seen that right now. So that's uh, that's some good exposure for it. Definitely not insignificant whatsoever, and that I thought that was huge. You know, aside from my thoughts on the actual system itself, like to see Metroid as not just promoting the game, but the first one promoting it like they let off with that. Like you said, like that's when when does that happen? Never. You know, so we'll we'll take it when we can get it. There are only so many opportunities like that. And Metroid actually a Metroid game actually got one of them. And I think Dread looked really good as like the first game it really did you know show off i think the capabilities of the system what they are so and it looked good on that you know very slightly bigger screen with the you know maybe some more (laughs) vibrant colors and darker shadows and whatnot but i think it looked great just like i thought it looked great when it was initially revealed so i thought it was a great Mm -hmm. game to go with and it was a nice you know change of pace as well for for nintendo um, I just want to shout out, by the way, to that uh, OLED trailer. It is so hilarious that, like, that one girl is playing, but she's playing a trailer for Breath of the Wild. I thought that was, like, super funny. But uh, let's, let's not spend too YouTube. much time. <laughs> yeah. Let's not spend too much time on the, uh, the OLED. Really, there's not a lot to talk about there. If you don't have a Switch, this is probably for you. But if you do, then it's probably not. But I do want to talk about um, Metroid Dread and Metroid Prime 4. So... I uh, I was tweeting the other day, and I tweet Oof, fast scary. and often, and, and you know, uh, sometimes it's not always that coherent. But I did tweet out that, to, to me, I feel like Metroid Dread is almost a quote-unquote bigger deal than Metroid Prime 4. And a lot of people kind of responded to that, and I'd love to get your take before I offer any more context. But a lot of people responded to that, and, and they were just like, yeah, you say that because we, we can see Metroid Dread. We have it in front of us. We're like, we don't know anything about Metroid Prime 4 yet. And I feel like they were kind of missing the point. But I, I'm curious about your take, Dak, because I know that you're a big Metroid Fusion fan and you're a huge Metroid Prime fan. So, you know, what... And and listen, they're both big deals. But, I mean, where do you kind of weigh in on that um, right now? On, on that, not even debate, I guess, but, like, what is... What's, like, the, the bigger monument to you? Uh, well, I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, I'm not going to ask you first. I do want to know what you mean. Like, what do you mean by like a bigger deal? But I'm just going to give you my answer like straight up. Like, I think Metroid Dread is a bigger deal for Metroid fans. Metroid Prime 4, though, is a bigger deal overall or will be when eventually it exists. That's kind of how I feel about it. And that's why I was like, what do you mean by bigger deal? Because they're they're both a big deal in different ways. So it's, you know, but from my because I didn't see your tweet until very long after, and I was like, this has already been kind of done, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. And I also didn't get there early enough to have, like, a funny, witty reply 
that could get <laughs> likes, you know, as people arrived. So I was like, yeah, whatever. But um, yeah, that that's that was my initial ter- interpretation as a Metroid fan and as a FPS fan and as just a game. I, I tried to look at it overall like Metroid Dread is a bigger deal for Metroid fans. Metroid Prime 4 will be a bigger deal overall for everybody. That's how I feel. Actually, that that's pretty much, I think, spot on with uh, my underlying... I, I was going to add context to what I was saying, and I think that that's pretty much about as well as I could say it. So when, I, when I'm saying that, I'm saying this as a Metroid fan that has, you know, that has been with the series, and, and we've had Fusion on this cliffhanger for a long time, Yep. Um, and just the fact that Dread was this, somebody said in the in the replies that like at this point Metroid Dread was like the Half Life Three or it was maybe the Holy like Grail. The it was the Holy yeah. Grail of Metroid. It was the Half Life Three. This is for yeah, exactly. all the Nintendo fans. It's like localizing Mother Three. Like th- this is like the it, it's a, it's a fabled mythical thing. It's like localizing so... Mother Four, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like that's li- like yeah, it's that crazy. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that's that's the thing is that as a as a Metroid fan. You can't deny the fact that Metroid fans have literally have been waiting for this game for so long. Like this is a game that I didn't think would ever exist ever. I thought they would just never come out or whatever. Like the fact that it even exists, they're even calling it that is crazy to me. Um, yeah. At the same time, though, we still don't like and I know other people have said this, but it does it. It is important that we haven't seen what Metroid Prime 4 is and it could be a bigger deal to Metroid fans too, depending on what it is. Because at the end of the day, I, I think Metroid Prime Metroid Prime Four is going to be a big, a bigger game, right? It's going to be a bigger environment. It's going to have more going on. I think it'll likely have multiplayer. Like it's going to be a huge deal. Like, and it's I think a game that'll likely sell double what Metroid Dread does. It's a game that I think is going to bring in Dude, even wow. Oh, 100%. Metroid Prime... I think Metroid Dread is going to sell 3 million in the first year and likely sell around 5 million overall. And I think Metroid Prime 4 is going to go around 10 million. Like, that's how I'm looking. Like, that is... That is a system seller... Like, Metroid Dread is a system seller game, but, like, that is, like, a triple-A system seller game. Like, what they're putting into, like, Retro Studios behind it, the people that they've hired, the scale of what a Metroid Prime game is, the type of game that it is, and likely, like, the kind of replay value, you know, all that kind of stuff put together. I can't... Like, Metroid Prime 4 is going to be a huge package of a game. It's going to be a crazy game. Metroid Dread is going to be a really good but smaller single-player experience for Metroid fans, but also... to create new Metroid fans, right? Metroid Prime 4 is, going, I think, going to be eclipse a lot of that. And the thing is, we haven't seen any of it, too. The You know, Metroid Prime 4 doesn't have, like, the development history behind it. And story-wise, you know, the Metroid Prime story has kind of ended, so we don't really know where it can go. But I think that's really why, like, at the same time, it has so much more, not more potential, but it has so much potential in and of itself. It could go anywhere. Retro Studios could just literally create, like, create, like, the craziest Metroid game of all time. Um, and they might have a more powerful switch to do so by then. So I think it could, it could, Metroid Prime 4, I think, could also be a bigger deal for Metroid fans. That being said, right now at the moment, I still think I have to give that edge to Dread just because, again, we do know more about it, but it is what it is. It's that Holy Grail. It's the you know the Half-Life 2 or Half-Life 3, right? Like It, it is the game that we have been waiting for, and we have finally gotten it. So... 100%, I think it is a big deal for Metroid fans in that way right now, and more so than Metroid Prime 4. Well, I think to add even more context to what I was saying here, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Actually, I don't agree. I, I'm not convinced that Metroid Prime 4 is going to have multiplayer. But other than that, it's going to, I, I agree with, with what you're saying. But the thing is, is like Metroid Prime... So Metroid Dread is like the conclusion, it's an ending, and it's the... You know, it's the holy grail. It's it's what we've all been waiting for for so long. Whereas Metroid Prime Four will undoubtedly be a massive, huge deal, especially, especially if it launches on, I don't know, let's call it the Super Switch, Switch Pro. Or, yeah, the the new Nintendo Switch or whatever it ends uh, up yeah, being. Just I, call I it that. I don't that. even care. Just put... I I hope it's called that. That would be uh, Nintendo Switch OLED two. But so that that will undoubtedly be a massive, massive deal, and and I think that uh, you know by and large over the years, like 
people have equated Metroid Prime with consoles, which is typically yes. a much bigger experience and, and equated 2D Metroid with handheld because, my God, the last time we had a handheld Metroid was like 25 years ago or a, a 2D Metroid that wasn't on a handheld was 25 years ago. But So I think that inherently there's that kind of bias towards Metroid Prime 4. But, you know, to add even more context, I think that because Metroid Prime 4 is a beginning, like I, I feel like this will probably be a beginning of, of like a new series or a new arc yep, let's just I say agree. that'll that'll span a couple games so like in that way i feel like the ending is, is always a kind of a bigger deal than the beginning not always but just generally speaking but i also feel like in in terms of like um maybe just in general too i feel like metroid dread i don't know if i'd call it a bigger deal than metroid prime 4 in this aspect but like i think the fact that dread is releasing is going to create like so many new Metroid fans that maybe wouldn't have checked out Metroid Prime 4 beforehand. So I mm. feel like Metroid Dread is also a really big deal, generally speaking, to the general public in that way as well. Whereas, like, you know, obviously Metroid Prime 4, I think just inherently being, like, this big, gorgeous, open-world, like, like first-person shooter game, that's going to be a big deal. Triple A as they come, but I, I think that more people are going to check that out because of what Metroid Dread has laid down before it. So adding hmm. adding all that into context, um, even though they're, they're completely different types of games, I feel like the Metroid name is going to get like a boost and it's going to have some cachet behind it. So adding all that into context and, and boiling it and serving it up in a, in a nice stew, I think that Metroid Dread is the bigger deal than Metroid Prime 4. And I hate saying bigger deal, but uh, I, it's I don't know. It's not a competition, more... Andy. It's not, and I don't mean it. There's room for both, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to say. I'm trying to. Maybe um, more like, and I don't know. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I, I help just, me find my my eloquent way of saying this here. I, I'm not uh, entirely sure how you want to phrase it, but I mean, I agree and disagree with your last point because I do think there will be, like, a, you know, Metroid Dread is in, is a hundred percent. It already confirmed is going to be. It's going to be bringing in new people to the series. And then those people who are then new to the series, yeah, they'll inevitably check out Metroid Prime 4 now. That said, I still think Metroid Prime 4 is going to bring in people that would never, like, they weren't going to check out the 2D Metroids. Like, they were never going to. I know people that aren't going to because that's they're not interested in playing a 2D side-scrolling adventure game. They're just, it's not the scale of game that they're looking for. I know that they're going to play Metroid Prime 4. Because that's just a different type of game, and it's a bigger type of game. So, that's so I agree and disagree because Dread is a hundred percent going to be bringing in new people that might not have checked out Metroid Prime Four, but the game itself is going to be bringing in way a lot of people that I don't think would have been swayed by Dread at all, regardless, because it's just a different. It is still a different. T I I think this different styles in game is still significant. While I will uh, agree that there will be some crossover, you know, I, I think on its own it's going to be a huge deal regardless of what other 2d metroids are coming out not no notwithstanding the fact that i'm happy that dread is coming out because not only am i happy for the game but that that 100 will bring in a lot of new people but i think you're underestimating how bigger i you know how big of a deal metroid prime 4 will be when we do see it like i you know when they they're oh, it'll they, be huge don't get me wrong it'll i don't think huge. they're bringing like they that's the thing is i don't think they're bringing back either metroid dread or the metroid prime series for no reason right like they went all out of their way to bring back the Metroid Dread idea. So we know that they're going to, I, I mean, I'm pretty convinced that they're going to deliver and it seems like they're going to, if they're going to go out of the way to bring back Metroid prime, for, you know, Metroid prime in general, like I, and even restart development, I think they're really going to deliver. And again, like, especially from the hires they've had, like, I, I think it's going to be no joke. And I'm, Honestly, the fact that we can even have this debate right now is awesome. Like, which game's going to be a bigger deal? <laughs> like, not too long ago, it, neither of them were going to be a big deal because one didn't exist and one pretty much barely exists. So it's great that we can even discuss this. And I like that there will be some competition, I think, and that people even have these varying opinions. And I still agree. Metroid Dread is a huge deal specifically for Metroid fans right now, more so than Metroid Prime 4. But... I think time will tell to see how that changes, and I think that's a good thing because if every new Metroid game rivals and beats the next, that's only better for us, right? Like we're 100% getting more 2D Metroids too. I can't wait to see like what the next 2D Metroid could be. So I'm I'm glad that they're trying to you know outdo themselves in a way, and that even people are concerned whether or not it might happen. But 
you know, I, I still think we we got to see some Metroid Prime Four before we start making a call like this. For me, I, I can't I can't claim that one game is bigger of a deal than the other. Really, when one of them we've only seen the title, I think it just it can't. It, it's not a on my good conscience, not a good judgment call. But I, I I see the points that you're making, and honestly, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. So actually, I want to follow up on something that you said as well. Because you were saying, you know a lot of people that just, they don't want to play a 2D game. And and I totally get that. I, and I know, I know that there are people out there that don't want to do that. Um, but I, I think that that's an opportunity, really. Because, like, you know, there are some people that are just, they're not going to play a 2D Metroid. There are some people that just don't like first-person shooter games. They're not going to play a Metroid Prime. Very those, true. Both of those people exist. But I think that, maybe just by virtue that Dread is coming out first. But it has the opportunity to, like, tell people, like... You know, uh, I, I know that you're not a fan of, of first-person shooter games, you know, John Adams up in uh, yeah, New York. John but, Adams? Yeah, well, that was the first name I could think this? of. In New York? <laughs> John Smith. Constitutional America? Like, what are we doing here? It's fine. Is, is John Smith good? I knew a Jeff Smith. Maybe we'll use him. Jeff Smith. There uh, we go. Jeff, Jeff Smith. Smith. I know that you're not a fan of, of first-person shooter games. But I know that you're also a fan of this 2D Metroid game, so give this game a chance. And I feel like that loop can work the other way around too, where it's like, yeah, cool. um, and not not for everyone, but like, man, I know that like you only like uh, first-person shooter games, John, but you you should try out this this 2D game because it's got some elements too. So hey, I, man, think you know I'm biased. Nice you know I'm biased, right? Like you know that I'm I'm Team Metroid Prime Four all the way through <laughs> but yeah no i i agree like there there could de- there's an opportunity through. i think that's a great thing about what dread is is doing like i was talking about earlier is it's not only a game for metroid fans who've been waiting for this for so long but it's a huge opportunity and is, is going to bring in a ton of new people who have never played metroid before and what sakamoto talked about whether it's a 3d metroid to me metroid you know transfers either way he talked about what metroid is at its core and I think it sounded really enticing. So I think it will bring in a lot of new people. You know, I, I would maybe you'll prove me wrong. I feel like I'm pretty set on how the games are going to sell. And I think that's really fine. I think Dread, if Dread sells three to five million, I think that would be a huge success. That's a huge success. Yeah, that's a what I'm saying. Success. So like that, that's what I'm looking for here. And I think that'd be great. I think Metroid Prime 4 can and will beat that. But that's a, a discussion for another time. I, you know, Dread in and of itself has already established itself to be a really big deal for Nintendo fans in general. And I will think it'll be a system seller for some people too. Uh, so before we get out of here, Dak, I want to uh, to give a plug to to our buddies over at World 1-1 Podcast. They released a new podcast called The Phase On Labs. You and I were guests on uh, some of their first we shows. And uh, the episode is finally released. And pretty much all of it is obsolete by now. But you can hear my pitch for a potential Metroid 5 game. This was before Metroid Dread was announced. Uh I called it I called it Splinter Cell because I couldn't think of anything else to call it. Actually, <laughs> I think I think they named it Splinter Cell, but whatever. But go listen to that. Um I will say at least I got at least I got something right. At least I got the camouflage suit part right. So, I'll pat myself on the back there. But it's pretty man. funny. You can hear Dak and I argue about Metroid 5. Uh you oh. should give it a listen. I I had a good time doing this. Yeah, Dak hated it, which is which means that you know that it's a good idea. Oh yeah, you did. I mean, you know, hey, we you know we we've grown over time, so um, I it's it's I don't want to go back and listen to his (laughs) argument, but I'm certainly very enjoyable. I will check it out. Um, so shout out to them. Grown over time? Did you grow in the last like four weeks? Hey man, I just went. (laughs) I underwent a serious illness, and I'm I'm having new outlooks on life, man. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go back to my old ways. We'll see. <laughs> what, what do you think of Other M? Ah, I mean, one thing I love about this video <laughs> is how Sakamoto says specifically, this is a line from the video. I'm quoting it. This is the first new story and new episode for the series in 19 years. That's because Other M added nothing new. Nothing. Get out of here with that trash. Except the cool finishing moves in the, the opening scene where they redo Super Metroid. That's some cool stuff right there. Fantoon is cool too. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, Fantoon cool. is also really cool. Yes. Uh, there are some redeeming qualities there. Uh, yeah. Well, you, you know, let's not go that, that far. Let's not go that right. far. Yeah. Uh, 
well, we hope that uh, this episode had at least a few redeeming qualities here and there. Uh, we are we are going to get out of here. That is putting a bow on all of the new Metroid Dread content and video that uh, we've seen and maybe will see up until the game's release on October the 8th. So really looking forward to seeing, you know, what's next. And of course, we are going to keep this train going. We got a lot more stuff coming down the tube and uh, we won't stop until the 8th and we have Dread in our hands. Uh, we're going to get out of here though. We want you to check us out over on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod. I am at Spateri316. Dak is at DakCity underscore. And we are available over on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe. If you know any new Metroid fans in the last month, uh, make sure that they are checking out the Omega Metroid Pod. Until next week, everybody. Take care. Thank you.